Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. My name is Sylvie and I will be your conference operator today. Welcome to the New Gold's second quarter 2021 earnings conference call. All lines have been placed on mute to prevent any background noise. Please be advised that today's conference call and webcast is being recorded. After the speaker's remarks, there will be a question and answer session. If you would like to ask a question during this time, simply press star then the number one on your telephone keypad. And if you would like to withdraw your question, please press star then the number two. And I would like to turn the conference over to Ankit Shah, VP of Strategy and Business Development. Please go ahead, sir. Thank you, Sylvie, and good morning, everyone. We appreciate you joining us today for New Gold's second quarter 2021 earnings conference call and webcast. On the line today, we have Renaud Adams, President and CEO, and Rob Chose, our CFO. Should you wish to follow along with the webcast, please sign in from our homepage at newgold.com. Before we begin the presentation, I'd like to direct your attention to our cautionary language related to forward-looking statements found on slides two and three of the presentation. Today's commentary includes forward-looking statements relating to Newgold. In this respect, we refer you to our detailed cautionary note regarding forward-looking statements in the presentation. There are caution that actual results in future events could differ materially from those expressed or implied in forward-looking statements. Slides two and three provide additional information and should be reviewed. We also refer you to the section entitled Risk Factors in Newgold's latest MD&A and other filings available on CDAR, which set out certain material factors that could cause actual results to differ. In addition, at the conclusion of the presentation, there are a number of endnotes that provide important information and should be reviewed in conjunction with the material presented. I'll now turn the call over to Rob. Rob? Thanks. Thanks. Good morning. Uh, slide five provides our operating highlights for Q2. Uh, production details are consistent with our July production press release. Uh, during Q2, the, the company produced approximately 105,700 gold equivalent ounces. The amount consisted of 18.2 million pounds of copper, 52,900 gold ounces from Rainy River, and 14,088 gold ounces from New Afton, totaling approximately 66,900 ounces, gold ounces. Higher equivalent gold production as compared to the prior year quarters, primarily due to higher tons of grays at Rainy River and higher copper production at New Afton. Operating expense per equivalent ounce was higher than the prior year quarter due to planned higher costs at New Afton, a strengthening Canadian dollar and the Canadian weight subsidy received in the prior period. Consolidated all-in sustaining costs for the quarter were 15.51 per equivalent ounce, higher than the prior year quarter, primarily due to the higher operating expense, as previously noted, and increase in sustaining capital at uh, New Afton. Turning to our financial results on slide six, um, second quarter revenue was $198 million, driven by sales of 68,000 gold ounces at an average realized gold price of 18.17 per ounce and sales of 16.9 million pounds of copper at 4.43 per pound. Uh, Q2 revenue was 54% higher than the prior quarter, primarily due to higher sales, volumes, and metal prices. 
Operating cash flow before working capital adjustments was $84.7 million, or $0.12 cents per share for the quarter, higher than the prior year quarter, primarily due to higher sales volumes and metal prices. The company recorded a net loss of $15.8 million, or $0.02 cents per share during the quarter, compared to a loss of $0.07 cents per share uh, in the prior year quarter. After adjusting for other certain items, net earnings were $26.7 million, or $0.04 cents per share in Q2, uh, compared to a net loss of $3.3 million or $0 cents, uh, per share in the second quarter of 2020. The difference is driven <clears throat> by higher sales volumes and metal prices. Our Q2 adjusted earnings include adjustments related to unrealized adjustments on our Rainy River stream, mark-to-market, and the free cash flow royalty at New Afton. Our MD&A has additional details on the non-GAAP measures discussed here. Next slide covers, or sorry, on the bottom of this slide covers the capital expenditures our total capital expenditures for the quarter were $82.4 million. $49.2 million was spent on sustaining capital and $33.2 million on growth capital. Sustaining spend was primarily related to planned tailings work at both operating assets and B3 mine development at New Aston. Growth capital was focused on project development, specifically the C-Zone and the thickened and amended tailings project at New Aston and the underground and trumpet zone at Rainy River. Slide 7 provides details of our capital structure. At June 30th, uh, 2021, we had $138 million in cash and $464 million in liquidity. Adding to liquidity will be the receipt this month of the remaining $50 million CAD payment related to the Blackwater sale. With that, I'll turn the call over to Renault. Thanks. Thank you, Rob. And uh, again, thank you, everyone, for joining us today. I'm on slide nine on Rainy River, so let me start by saying that uh, there are currently no active COVID cases at Rainy, and uh, the mine continued to uh, to use the rapid testing and has also implemented vaccination clinic at site. The uh, the asset performed extremely well during the the second quarter and uh, and was uh, very well positioned at a quarter end to enter uh, the second half of the year, which was to be focused on high grade and the lower strip uh, ratio. The mining operations continue to execute uh, very well uh, during the quarter with over 158,000 uh, tons per day mined, a third consecutive quarter uh, at or above the operational target of 151,000 tons per day. So the focus really remain on the further uh, operations and cost optimization as we move forward and advance in time. The mill performed at a slightly lower availability this quarter, but uh, but we expect the mill to uh, deliver its maximum permit capacity of 27,000 tons a day in the second half of the year. The processing milling rate uh, has been maintained at uh, an interesting average of nearly of 26,500 uh, tons per day over the last four uh, quarters, uh, this compared with the permit of 27,000 tons a day. Very important is on the Entrepid. The Entrepid zone is the first uh, underground portal located east of the pit. So the Entrepid decline advanced by another 616 meters. Uh, we've now reached the second uh, level in ore. And we're in the process now to uh, <clears throat> to uh, implement uh, more definition drilling as we resume and develop in ore. Uh, the ramp will continue to advance uh, in the third quarter with the objective eventually to have a full first panel totally 
developed in or prior to initiate uh, productions in the later part of 2022, while we would have also advanced uh, the second uh, panel. So parallel to, uh, to Entropy development is the, uh, the full study that would uh, eventually target the conversion of a significant portion of the resources into a reserve from the resources located below the pit. The Entropid, uh, as previously discussed, uh, the full Entropid zone was now incorporated in the reserve at the December 2020, and, uh, and uh, we have now uh, completed uh, a more a detailed mine plan that would be incorporated in our next generations of life of mine. So we're now busy to uh, do the same exercise. Uh, the current uh, reserve as of December 2020 contemplates only the upper portion of the uh, underground uh, resources located below the pit. And we're now in the process in the use of a $1,400 uh, reserve price to, uh, to complete the study to, uh, to prove the conversion of those resources into reserve for uh, incorporations. Our next life of mine, which is targeted to increase the life of mine and the valuation of the asset. I will now uh, refer you to a short extract of our MDA, MDNA and, uh, <clears throat> and uh, press release with regards to the situation and the challenge for the grade in July 2021. <clears throat> so in, in July 2021, the production was primarily from the eastern area of the ODM called the Islo. And the realized gold grade from this area was below the expected gold grade in this period. So the Islo represents approximately 50% of the planned productions for the second half of 2021. So if the realized gold grade continues to track below the expected gold grade, it, it would negatively impact the amount of ounces we expect to produce in the second half of 2021. So the extent of the impact is not yet known, but uh, there is a risk that Rainy River may not achieve the lower end of its gold equivalent production guidance range of 2,075,000 to 295,000 ounces. <clears throat> or the high end of its all-in sustaining cost guiding range of $11.25 to $12.25 per ounce, a gold equivalent ounce. So I'm now turning to the slide 10. I would appreciate that uh, the situation of July is very recent, but I would, uh, I would like to provide some uh, additional comment to this uh, disclosure. So let me start by giving a bit of a background here. So the resources at Rainy are categorized in three groups, the high, medium, and low grade. They're called the HDO, MGO, and LGO. So the combination of the HDO and MGO form what we would call the direct, the direct feed to the mill, while the LGO is stockpiled for future use. So in other words, the combination of the HGO and MGO is really what you're targeting to feed the mill at 27,000 tons a day, while the AGO are stockpiled for future blend with the underground as we move and transition to the underground. So the reconciliation of the HGO-MGO is really what drives the performance of the mine. So as you can see on the table, uh, historically, the mine has uh, reconciled extremely well with the, uh, 
with the AGO and the MGO. In the last three years, as you could see, uh, <clears throat> we have successfully mined and uh, delivered uh, on the neutral to positive reconciliation to total ounces when compares with the resource model. So with that in mind, the planned 2021 production was done using the reserve of December 2020, which was based on, of course, the resource and uh, the fate and, uh, and the reconciliation. So as mentioned, uh, the East Lobe represents about 50% of, uh, of the ton to be mined in the second half. So <clears throat> as we initiate the second half of the year at the higher grade plan, uh, and that the production was primarily from uh, from the uh, the east lobe, and that represents the 50% H2. So, uh, of course, this situation uh, was highlighted. So, <clears throat> the situation uh, the situation of 2000 of July 2021 is very uh, early stage. Uh, there is still uh, quite a bit of work to be done. I'd like to mention that the East Lope represent approximately only 15%, 15% of the remaining open pit of the HDO, MGO post-2021. So we're not talking about something of the 50% range, you know, and the remaining uh, life of mine, but this represents a significant portion of the H2, and therefore uh, the situation is taken, obviously, extremely uh, seriously. So it is really early stage uh, to predict the behavior of the e-slope in the future uh, months to come. Uh, we've been in situation very similar in the past, so uh, not because we have reconciled on a fairly basis extremely well in the last three years, that every zone, every day, every month, every moment was, uh, <clears throat> was perfect. So we've been in situation before where we've seen uh, similar situations where uh, we had some uh, reconciliation on a sporadic basis, but again, because of the importance of the East Lobe in the second half, this was highlighted in a very early stage. So <clears throat> I'd like as well to notice that uh, the RC drilling was uh, incorporated to our strategy in 2020 and uh, fully incorporated uh, into our st operational strategy in 2021. So I'd like to mention as well that the RC drilling that took place uh, below the 433 and ODM earlier this year has reconfirmed the resources as planned. But, uh, but our uh, RC drilling program for the East Lobe uh, was not yet completed and will be uh, advanced as we, uh, as we uh, advance over time over the next, uh, over the next week. <clears throat> so we'll keep, uh, we'll keep uh, informed as the information comes to us and uh, there is some potential modification of the mine plan as well, if needed, uh, to mitigate a portion of the 2021 impact. But again, early stage and more analysis uh, require the advance uh, in time. I'd like to move on to, uh, to, this, to slide 11 in the new Afton. So globally, uh, I'm extremely, extremely pleased with the new Afton uh, solid performance of the of the second quarter, with approximately 50,500 gold equivalent ounces produced, uh, 
with, uh, with including a, a copper production of 18.2 million pounds. Unfortunately, we had two recent uh, active cases of COVID in New Afton, but basically the mines uh, operated the whole water at the zero active cases. I'd like to mention, as well as you're probably following in the news, uh, the wildfire uh, situation in British Columbia uh, remain active. And at this time, uh, there's been no impact to the operation in New Afton or to the supply chain. But New Afton has uh, an active fire management plan in place and a number of, uh, of uh, precautionary measures has been implemented in the event the risk to our employee contractor community and infrastructure increase considerably. Again, we're monitoring the situation. Uh, we have a very strong plan, but uh, no impact has been noted today, the asset. So the mine and mill perform uh, within the plan, while the copper grade outperform uh, in the second quarter, so resulting in a very strong uh, quarter for us. The sea zone development advanced uh, by 919 meters uh, during the quarter, and the site continued to focus on delivering our future on time and on budget. While later, uh, <clears throat> while later than originally planned, uh, the B3 permit was received during the quarter, and the extraction is started and will continue to ramp up over uh, the second quarter of 2021 and 2022. But as a result of the delay, uh, there will be less done from B3 available in our second half of the year, and therefore a portion of the ore will be replaced by lower uh, grade ore uh, from the lift one and or stockpile. But overall, we continue to expect to meet uh, <clears throat> our gold equivalent guidance uh, with uh, as strong as a midpoint of the copper guidance. Uh, a point as well to, uh, to know, uh, a very important point of uh, New Afton, is that the reserve of December 2020, uh, which served, of course, for the 2021 mine plan, were uh, estimating using a gold price of, four, of uh, $1,400, but also a copper price as low as $275 a pound. So with the current metal prices significantly above the reserve pricing, New Afton is evaluating a potential for additional short-term opportunity using a lower cutoff grade. So we continue to maximize the total value of the asset as we transition to the season in 2023. So this completes uh, the uh, presentation portion of the call, and then I would now turn it back to uh, the operator for the Q&A portion. Operator? Thank you, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, if you do have any questions at this time, please press star followed by one on your touchtone phone. You will then hear a three-tone prompt acknowledging your request. And if you would like to withdraw your question, please press star followed by two. And if you're using a speakerphone, we do ask that you please lift your handset before pressing any keys. Please go ahead and press star one now if you do have any questions. And your first question will be from Anissa Sony at CIBC. Please go ahead. Hi, um, thanks for taking my uh, my question, Renaud, um, and thank you for the disclosure on the reconciliation uh, with that east lobe. Could you just give us an idea um, what grade was expected and what your, uh, I guess, if you tell us the grade that was expected, we can, you know, from the math there, figure out what uh, what you're actually getting or what you're reconciling to, but I, I just want the actual relative, the, the reference point uh, for what grade you were expecting in the east lobe. 
We've never, we've never really, uh, you know, like disclosed on a detailed basis. But what I could say, as you know, you know, we've been performing in the point uh, averaging, you know, 0.8 to 0.85 in the first half, and we're expecting a full year around the one gram. So obviously, we're expecting in the second half, you know, uh, something along uh, the the one 1.2 grams a ton, and the 50% of the tons, you know, to achieve that is from uh, the e slope. And uh, so, <clears throat> again, uh, without breaking down into the detail, uh, the, uh, the performance of the e-slope in achieving 1 to 1.2 grams in the second half of the year uh, contributes for about 50% of it. Okay, thank you. And, and then just moving on to New Afton with the B3 um, development rates. Uh, you've indicated for the second half of this year, uh, you're a little bit behind on that. Um, could you just give us an idea of what kind of ore sources and what kind of um, grades we should perhaps be thinking about going into Q3? And then is it fair to say that um, this, can you just give us an idea of how far behind, um, you know, this receipt of the permit was? I, I'm looking at the technical report and I think it's, you were supposed to have started developing at the beginning of this year, so I would estimate, what, three or four months behind? And is that a fair assumption to, to kick out the, um, accessing the B3 zone. Yeah, the uh, it's a fair assumption. I mean, like we we were as uh, as disclosed prior, you know, uh, priorly disclosed. So we were hoping uh, for the first uh, for the B3 permit in the first quarter. Uh, of course, you know, last year we were really hoping for early in the year. And then, as you know, we were hit with the uh, the fatality, and uh, and uh, quite frankly, I mean, our communities and uh, and BC government has been extremely challenged over the last uh, short while. So we knew that there were some uh, pending conversations to close. So we're uh, patiently waiting, uh, but unfortunately, really, uh, we were planned for maybe the first quarter, and that was expanded to the second quarter. So your your assumption is good. You know, there's a three to four months of ramping up that we were hoping in 21 and did not happen and uh, <clears throat> which uh, which extend basically uh, but on the other hand and as I mentioned as well uh, there is uh, numerous opportunity here to uh, to relook at uh, some draw point that were uh, to the east uh, the left one uh, that was uh, stopped or or uh, mining and back in time you know on the on the use of the lower metal prices so uh, so the ton will probably continue to come from Lift One, uh, Anita, and uh, the Lift One has been performing uh, very well in the first two quarters, as you could see uh, from the grade, the copper grade. And uh, there is obviously an opportunity to continue to pull beyond the reserve line towards the resource line. Remember that this blockade has a massive uh, resource envelope around the reserve. So. Uh, all that for 2021, you know, we're very confident. So in terms of grade, if you do uh, if you do the math and you look at our uh, production, so we, we definitely see uh, the goal that would uh, probably drop, you know, in the point through late, uh, you know, late, uh, uh, not late, but uh, between, you know, maybe the point 35 to, to point 40. So we, we're fine to drop the goal grade from the point 43 you've seen. We're fine to drop the copper. Uh, now, note that the copper grade in, this, in the first half has been in part performing as well. I'm very pleased. 
but uh, but hasn't outperformed. So that gives us the opportunity, as I said, you know, to go another area and average maybe more like a 0.65 or so, as was uh, maybe more originally planned. So. So a lot, uh, a lot of opportunities, but uh, there is no point in continuing, you know, and try to stretch, you know, to the higher grade and leave opportunity behind. So, uh, so the the first two quarters would allow us to uh, to maximize uh, to maximize uh, the use of a lower grade for the second half and still be well positioned in our guidance. Okay. So long answer, but lower I'm copper sorry. grades targeted. Would that also pull in some lower gold grades as well? Yeah, we'll do as well because you cannot decouple both. So yeah. uh, by uh, by pulling in the lower, but uh, but you're still gonna be uh, you still uh, we still expect to meet the gold uh, the gold low end with the combination of a midpoint. Now remember as well that our equivalent uh, equivalent goals are calculated using a 350 uh, copper as well. So. We're taking everything into account, and we believe that the right thing to do is to maximize the value of the asset as we transition to season. Okay, and then would would that imply that maybe you would perhaps fill the mills uh, higher than the run rate so far? I, I think that the run rate that you had was contingent upon you know the the grades that you were um, seeing in your reserve envelope rather than on the resource envelope. So could we see higher tonnage going through as well? The uh, on that one, I would be very prudent to say that as much as we want to maximize the extractions at the at the uh, underground and extract the maximum value, uh, we continue to be uh, managing our mill uh, in parallel to the tailings as well, capacity and managing of the water and storage. Remember that. Uh, as we transition next year to the uh, to the input tailing, uh, we're ending, you know, the life of the uh, current storage. So it's very important that we do not try to push beyond, and then have to manage some tailing situation. So I would say I'm I'm less fuzzy, you know, in pushing the mill more than pushing the mine. Okay, last question, then I'll pass it off. Um, but this is more big picture. Of one key theme has been inflation and inflationary pressures. Could you talk about um, your relative exposure um, in terms of um, energy at both assets, uh, labor, um, and other consumables, and what kind of pressures you're seeing there at this stage going into 2020? I would pass it. I would pass it on to Rob. But just on the labor side per se, no, I wouldn't say that we feel uh, we feel the pressure like any other mines. You know, like we. Uh, we uh, we're very focused, you know, on uh, on controlling our turnover and that kind of things. But no, I wouldn't see that we feel pressure on the cost as a labor. But Rob, yeah, I think the two other areas that uh, you know you'd look at in that case are are fuel uh, and uh, certainly the exchange rates. Um, when we look at fuel, it's, it's uh, Rainy River is, is the site that's primarily impacted. Uh, that's that's where we use most of our consume most of our fuel. So. Um, you know the the impact uh, <clears throat> on an annual basis there is about three to four million dollars uh, when we compare what we uh, the pricing of fuel what we came into at the beginning of the year so approximately around ten dollars an ounce um, and uh, as far as FX uh, um, uh, right now we're at about one point two five our guidance was uh, one two eight and that that delta that change represents about thirty dollars an ounce uh, for the remainder of this year. Um, or, you know, maybe put another way, a five cent change in the uh, CAD 
is around a $10 million impact uh, um, on, on new gold. Okay, and then is there any difference in the, the CapEx, uh, the pressures that you're seeing on, um, or impacts on, on the CapEx side of the equation? That we, that we nothing, nothing, nothing material. We've, uh, uh, the majority of our, our for instance, steel and, and uh, the, the, the thickening of the tailings, for instance, is, 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 is past, uh, you know, we received a lot of that material. So no major material impact on our capital projects. Okay, so we shouldn't expect the C-zone development to be uh, escalating into next year then? No. Okay, all right, thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Once again, as a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, if you do have any questions at this time, please press star followed by one on your touchdown phone. And at this time, gentlemen, we have no further questions. Please proceed. Thank you, Sylvie. And thank you, everyone uh, who joined us today. As always, should you have any additional questions, please do not hesitate to reach out to us by phone or email. We hope you enjoy the rest of your summer. Thanks very much. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this does indeed conclude your conference call for today. Once again, thank you for attending. And at this time, we do ask that you please disconnect your lines. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.